Hello, and welcome to The Board Table, a podcast from the North Carolina School Boards Association. I'm Leanne Winner, the Association's Executive Director and your host. Here on The Board Table, we want to equip North Carolina School Board members with the tools and knowledge they need to govern successfully. We also want to help school administrators, community members, and parents learn more about current issues in public education. governs and the superintendent administers the school district. While this may sound simple, it is often the most difficult area for the board and superintendent to clarify. Not having a clear understanding of the board and superintendent's proper role can lead to poor communication, mistrust, and in the end, conflict and educational failure. In order for boards and superintendents to begin clarifying their roles, agreement must be reached on a few common elements. In this episode of The Board Table, the North Carolina School Superintendents Association Executive Director Jack Hoke and I have a discussion about this board-superintendent relationship. I am now joined by Jack Hoke, who is the Executive Director of the North Carolina School Superintendents Association. Prior to that, he served as the superintendent of the Alexander County Schools for 12 years. Welcome to the board table, Jack. Glad to be here, Leanne. Looking forward to our day's today's session. So let's start with thinking about, you know, pre-pandemic. I know the pandemic has changed a lot in the education world. Can you briefly describe for our listeners the role of the superintendent And what should a superintendent expect from his or her school board? That's a good place to start, Leanne. Uh, The superintendent should be providing administrative leadership to all school school personnel by carrying out district and state board policies and procedure. The superintendent should be working with vision and goal setting, superintendent board relations, leading for improved teaching and learning, human resource leadership. They should have knowledge of federal, state, local laws and procedures for public schools. They need to be fostering community and intergovernmental partnerships, strong communications and effective team building skills, visibility and involvement in community activities, leadership in maintaining safe school environments, which is so critical as we talk today, procuring additional funding for the school district, planning and funding of school facilities, working closely with parent groups. Those are, I mean, there's a lot more to it, but I think those are the primary roles of the superintendent. As far as the Board of Education, the superintendent should have a great working relationship with the superintendent based, or or with the board based on trust and support. The Board of Education is responsible to set priority establish policy, and evaluate the outcomes of district uh, operations, and they work together on accountability. So one of the things that I have noticed through the years is that your most successful school districts are where it is really viewed as a partnership and that they really use um, each other's strengths and roles 
um, to move the district forward. Um, North Carolina is a little bit different than most other states in that, you know, we have to go to county commissioners to get our local funding. Um, and, and so let's talk about just that for a second. That really is not just the superintendent's job. Um, because you're, you've, you do have a county manager, but you also have an elected county commission and that the elected folks should be developing that relationship locally as well. Um, can you comment maybe about when you were superintendent in Alexander County, how you, you work some of those processes? Absolutely, Leanne. You have to absolutely function as a team and understand your respective roles in providing a high-quality education for your district. It's okay to disagree on policy or procedures, but once you've come to a decision, everyone needs to support that decision. The Board of Education and Superintendent need to establish goals and processes for communications between the superintendent and the board. And at the end of the day, the goal has to be to provide a high-quality education for all students, and you do that by working together. In Alexander County, when I was superintendent, we had a, a board work group that met with a small group of the county commissioners on a regular basis to keep each other informed. We have uh, two two meetings a year with the commissioners and the board, and that made a difference because we tried to stay on the same page on the needs for the county. We have we have found across the state that that is kind of a best practices in working with the county commissioners association um, to try to get that dialogue open. So let, let's think about the last couple of years. Has the relationship between the superintendent and the school board changed at all, in your opinion, because of the pandemic? Well, I would say this. Uh, obviously, our nation has been divided on many issues, including masking, critical race theory, politics, just to name a few. But the superintendents and the board are trying to facilitate the teaching of everyone in the school building. But it has created some issues because of uh, parents coming to the board meetings, being more vocal and more demanding. And they have a right to, to attend those meetings and, and be demanding. And it's created uh, much more uh, work for the superintendent and board to try to be on the same page collectively and then to try to meet the needs of the folks in their community. Uh, and one issue that's really challenged them has been the state mandates on reopening schools and masking, and that's been out of the controls of the local, but they're the ones getting uh, the irate folks over those issues. So it has created some challenges. Uh, <clears throat> so I do think it has created uh, a situation where superintendents board have to spend more time together to try to work through these issues, but r the relationship should still be the same. Well, and, and during the pandemic, that became obviously at the height of the pandemic difficult because everybody was meeting through Zoom and um, other modalities. And so that relationship building became somewhat of a challenge. Um, it, sure, it sure did. And, and what I tell superintendents, that the superintendents and the board members should be examples of how to face adversity and not get caught up in the politics. Listen, don't get into confrontations and try to do what's right for the students in their district. 
Um, so we are seeing a number of retirements of superintendents. As boards welcome a new superintendent, especially one that has never held a superintendency before, how best can a board of education support him or her? That is an excellent question. And I would say this, uh, the boards need to work closely with the superintendent and develop the relationship uh, and support the superintendent because uh, it has become a, a challenge learning the job and growing on the job. And what I have seen recently is when a superintendent makes a mistake and we all do learning a new job, it's become a fatal mistake and we need to have a little more grace and a little more patience because these folks have been in education as a principal, as an assistant superintendent, but there's nothing like moving to that chair where the buck stops with the superintendent and the board. And, and you have to learn on that and we need to be a little more patient with our superintendents as they evolve. Well, and, and obviously in working with a political body like a, a school board, which um, all but one now are going to be um, elected and, and some are now elected on a partisan basis, you know, that, that is something that is not taught in schools of education, um, how, to, how to, to maneuver kind of that political dynamic um, of working with a, an elected body. Exactly. And I would say this, it's real important for the board members to get to know the superintendent and his family personally, and same for the superintendent getting to know the board members and figuring out what is the best method of communication that that particular board and individual board members want and to work together in the best interest of the district. I, I agree with that completely. There's, there is nothing like just sitting down not talking business, having a chance to get to know folks, whether that be, you know, over breakfast or um, ride in the car together to a meeting um, or put everybody in a van um, to go to, to a meeting that might be in a neighboring county. Um, but just spending that quality time together where you're not necessarily talking um, education business um, is really important in that development. Well, what you're developing is relationships. And if you develop good relationships, you can do all the business stuff, but the relationships are so critical for the superintendent and board to be successful. They really are. Um, as you know, we are also seeing turnover in school board members. What advice do you give superintendents when they are welcoming new school board members onto the board? Well, much like I did with the, the board members, get to know those new board members, get to know their family, start building that relationship with those new members. Be sure and provide some training either through the school boards or if they do something internally, have the new board members in and spend a half a day with the leadership team to figure, to see what everybody's role is. And the more orientation you do, the more success you will have. And make sure that when you have a board meeting, that you have those communications with all board members, but especially your new board members, and answer questions that they may have before the board meeting. So there's no surprises for the board or the superintendent. So when you get to the board meeting, everybody can pretty well kind of know where everybody stands. So we don't create drama when there's already enough out there. 
does this change at all when you may have the situation where you have um, a majority of the school board or newly elected um, members, which I think we're going to see in quite a few communities come this fall? Well, what it, it should still be the same principle, but what changes is the amount of time that the superintendent needs to invest with these new board members. And I will tell you right now, there's nothing more important than developing those relationships with the new board members. And, and then also the dynamics of the board change when you have new board members coming on. So you kind of have to reconnect some with the old board members also. And it'll be the most valuable time a superintendent can spend is developing relationships with new board members when they come on. Well, and, and I would even go one step further and suggest that it's important that they do that um, immediately, not wait until the board is um, seated at the first meeting because they may come in um, with a slate of ideas and, and try to implement them without understanding necessarily the repercussions of them. And they need to take the time to have those conversations first so that they know exactly what um, changing a policy or deciding they're not going to build a school on a certain property, um, what those implications would be for the district. You're absolutely right. As soon as the election's over, you need to be making contact and start having those conversations. And a lot of superintendents meet with them as their candidates running for the board to have some initial conversations. But yes, that should occur before they are seated. What advice would you give a superintendent whose board member or members are complaining that the superintendent is not providing them with the information that they need to to effectively fulfill their roles? I would take that complaint very seriously. Talk with your board as a whole and individual members to see what they need to do their job as board members. I think it's really incumbent upon the superintendent to be transparent with the board and with the community. As the board role is to set priorities and establish policies and evaluate outcomes for the district, they have to date, they need to have the data to be able to do that. Uh, and the superintendent must spend a lot of time uh, providing them what they need. Um, I agree with that. And the, um, you know, it's also important for school board members to understand that some of the information that they may be requesting may take some time to collect. Sure um, does, especially with our budget and our finance officers. We've got quite a few vacancies across the state in that. One area that, that's always tricky as a superintendent, if a superintendent has to suspend an employee and they can't tell the board all the details because the board ultimately could be hearing an appeal from that board. They can just say, well, I've suspended them for so many days. And board members a lot of times want to know additional information. They have to be careful what they share since the board will actually uh, could very well be hearing an appeal from that uh, board member. So that one's tricky. That is tricky with that judicial function of the board. Um, but going back to a comment you just made on the financial data, I mean, that is an area where it may take some time to collect it. I mean, obviously, a best practice would be for the superintendent to try to at least say, you know, we don't have that right now. 
we'll, we'll get it to you and try to at least give the person a target date as to um, when they will have that information um, for the, the school board. Absolutely. I always, and when I got that request from the board, I would tell them we'll get it back within 48 hours with an answer. If we got it before then, we would, or if we couldn't get it, let them know so they're not just out there waiting forever. You need to provide a target date for them. Right. Um, as you know, almost every school board member in North Carolina is elected. We talked about that um, earlier um, in our discussion. As we head into this fall's election cycle, what advice do you give superintendents on how school board members may approach things differently while they're still seated at the board table? Do you advise them that they may, if possible, not want to wade into topics or items that might be controversial? My advice is to make sure that you are in sync with the, the members of your board uh, and there's going to be these divisive issues and controversial issues with this election coming up. My advice is to try to avoid those. The superintendent's role needs to be to advocate for good education policy and try to avoid those kind of items. And again, you don't want the superintendent talking one way and the board feels another way. That creates problems for the superintendent and the board. So try to avoid those, especially during the election season when everybody's trying to get uh, some FaceTime, and we got to be careful. Right. Um, do you have advice you give superintendents on how best to work effectively as a team to best serve their community? Yes, I, I do. And, and I think uh, the Board of Education and superintendents should be characterized by respect, trust, and caring. Uh, the real power of the board and the superintendent lies in their collective power, working as a true team with shared responsibilities and a shared accountability and recognizing the importance of both roles of the superintendent and the board. They should always strive for a workable level of unity. Uh, we've been doing some work with superintendents, our new superintendents on the speed of trust. And one a quote from Stephen Covey that I thought was real powerful. The ability to develop, restore, and extend trust with all stakeholders, employees, Board of Education members, parents, and the community and elected officials is the key leadership competency for a school superintendent. So you've got to have that trust. And I think that's really important given the last... Um, two years as, you know, we come out of the pandemic, um, as the community and parents are, are watching um, school boards and school systems and what is going on in individual classrooms at, at a much higher level than they have um, historically, um, that, that trust and, and rebuilding that trust. Um, is going to be really a really important road that we all walk down together over the next um, couple of years because I, I do think there are a lot of um, parents in particular um, who, for a variety of reasons, feel like that trust is not there currently. And, and I agree with your assessment. Again, it's going to take a lot of work on the school system superintendent board to restore that trust. 
But I do think we have the ability to do that, and we just have to work together with our community. I agree completely. Um, before we um, close out, Jack, is there are there any other thoughts that you want to share with our audience? Well, I would say this, Leanne, the, the role of the superintendent and the board has never been more important in, in the 47 years I've been doing this because of what we just talked about. We have lost trust for whatever reason. The board and superintendent must restore that trust because at the end of the day, their obligation is to provide the best educational opportunities for the students in the community where they live. And I, I would hope that's what we all want to see happen. I, I could not agree with you more. And um, as partner organizations, we stand ready to, to walk with you hand in hand down that road. Um, and thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Leanne, and we certainly look forward to working with the School Boards Association and your group. Uh, and again, together we can do this. Have you ever heard the saying, if you're not at the table, then you're on the menu? Subscribe to this podcast to make sure you always have a seat at the table. If there's a topic you want us to cover in a future episode of The Board Table, let us know. You can find us on Twitter at NCSBA, Facebook at NC School Boards Association, or email us at info at NCSBA.org. Until next time.